Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Monday, December 12th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Nicoletta Papavasilakis. And I'm Christina Lulich. Here are today's headlines. Safety is the topic of two meetings in New York City. City leaders held a hearing at 11 on keeping the subway system safe. It comes after a series of violent deaths. Previous safety plans included a safety in police patrols, installing more cameras, and removing those dealing with mental health issues. With Hanukkah just around the corner, New York City is taking steps to make sure the Jewish community is safe. WFUV's Shana Walsh has more. This morning, Governor Kathy Hochul and Mayor Eric Adams gathered with Jewish leaders to discuss combating anti-Semitism and enhancing security within Jewish communities. After a recent spike in anti-Semitic hate crimes across the nation, the meeting was organized by the Orthodox Union. Governor Hochul announced three policy plans to help protect the Jewish community. The first is a plan for securing vulnerable sites. $50 million will be available for organizations to apply for security protections within sites such as yeshiva schools, synagogues, and community centers. Next, Hochul said that she will pass legislation enforcing education on issues like the Holocaust. Finally, she announced a statewide hate and bias prevention unit that will improve education with the goal of eradicating hate crimes. Governor Hochul stressed the importance of these interventions and in her closing remarks said, This is a moral obligation that each of us Jewish or non-Jewish, have to lift up the voices of all. With WFUV News, I'm Shana Walsh. You may notice something a little different about $1 and $5 bills very soon. We're used to seeing George Washington and Abe Lincoln on money. The bills will now bear the signatures of two women. The first signature belongs to Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. She was the first female chair of the Federal Reserve. When Biden took the presidential office, he appointed her as the first woman to ever lead the Treasury Department. The second is Lynn Malerba. She is the first Native American woman to ever hold the title of treasurer. The new bills will be in circulation in January. The gift-giving season is upon us, and parents may be thinking of what to get their kids. New clothes, toys, or perhaps video games. But one video game has caused some recent controversy. A group of parents from Canada are suing Epic Games over its Fortnite franchise. They're saying that its creators intentionally developed the video game to be extremely addictive. They accused Epic Games of hiring a team of psychologists to make Fortnite as enticing as possible, without warning its players on what effects the shooting game will have on them. They say playing has prevented their kids from eating, sleeping, and showering. One parent tracked their child's screen time to almost 8,000 hours in less than two years. Natalie Munoz, spokesperson for Epic Games, says that these claims are meritless and that the company has previously made efforts to install parental controls on screen time. The lawsuit was filed back in 2019, but has been under review for approval up until now. A musical holiday favorite may be getting canceled. Ukraine's cultural minister is calling for its Western allies to temporarily boycott Tchaikovsky's ballet, The Nutcracker. Oleksandr Chkayenko shared why he thinks the boycott is necessary in an opinion article for The Guardian. He said that Russian President Vladimir Putin sees Russian culture as a tool and even a weapon to attack liberal values and advance his own agenda. Tkyachenko isn't saying Tchaikovsky should be completely canceled. 
but he thinks works from Russian artists should be put on pause due to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Places in Ukraine have already stopped shows of The Nutcracker and other Russian composers. It's the first time a Ukrainian official has called for a cultural boycott. But this is a tall order for countries like the U.S. Roughly 45% of annual ticket sales for the New York City Ballet come from its five-week run of The Nutcracker. That's according to a statistic from Routers last year. Some institutions, like the Met, canceled contracts with artists that support Putin. Though the idea of boycotting Russian art is still very divisive. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. December is filled with festivities and celebrations. But with every holiday season, there's always a Grinch. New York City has been named the Grinchiest city in the country. That's according to Finance Buzz. Out of 50 U.S. cities, NYC got the lowest score based on holiday decoration shops, Christmas tree lots, gift shops, and food banks per 100,000 people. L.A. came in second and San Antonio came in third. Now let's move on to news from the world of sports with WFUV's Sam Davis. So, Sam, it looks like things have taken a turn for the worse in New York football. After a promising start to the year for both New York football squads, it's been all downhill as of late, as each team is struggling to hang on to a playoff position. The Giants were embarrassed on their home field, suffering a 48-22 defeat against the Eagles yesterday afternoon. Big Blue has gone 1-4-1 since their red-hot start to the season and winless in the NFC East. With the victory, the 12-1 Eagles clinched a playoff spot, becoming the first team this year to do so. The Giants, on the other hand, are far from certain they will be in the playoffs come January. They have fallen to the last wildcard spot with a slim one-game advantage over Seattle. This sets up a huge Sunday night football matchup next week between the Giants and Commanders, who share the same records at 7-5-1. With a win, the Giants will put themselves in a good position to make the playoffs, But with a loss, they may fall out of the picture. Meanwhile, the Jets aren't much better, losing yesterday to the Bills 20-12 in Buffalo. Mike White and the Jets' offense was stifled all game long by the relentless Bills' defense. The Jets have lost four of their last six games and find themselves on the outside looking in, one game back of a playoff spot in the AFC wildcard chase. But it looks like things are looking a little more positive for New York basketball. Definitely better news in the NBA as the Knicks beat the Kings last night 112-99 thanks to 27 points from Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett. The victory marks a four-game win streak for New York after a tough stretch ending the month of November. Looking ahead to tonight, the Nets are rolling as well, going 7-1 and in their past eight games. They take on the Wizards at 7 p.m., and they expect to get Kevin Durant and others back in their rotation after missing their last game against Indiana. Over in college basketball, the Fordham Rams are also rolling off to an 11-1 and start for the first time since 1970, winning 10 straight games following their victory over Central Connecticut State yesterday afternoon, 90-77. to The Rams will wrap up their non-conference schedule next week before Atlantic 10 play begins after Christmas. And Sam, before you go, what's the latest in Qatar? After a few days off, the World Cup returns tomorrow with the first semifinal match between Argentina and Croatia. France and Morocco will square off on Wednesday. With WFUV Sports, I'm Sam Davis. Thanks, Sam. Up next is the FUV Sports Spotlight. WFUV's Mike Calamari and Ryan Gregware talk with NBC's Bob Costas 
about the impact of the legendary Fordham and WFUV alum, Vin Scully. Bob, this is Ryan. Thank you so much for taking some time with us to talk about the impact of Vin Scully. Hey, guys. How are you? Now, being on WFUV and talking about the Fordham legacy, understand you're talking to a Syracuse guy, but the <laughs> one school that can rival Syracuse, maybe not in volume. we got a very, very long list. But when you've got Vin Scully at the top of your list and you got Mike Green and others, you're right there, Michael Kay. Uh, you're right there. Bob, do you have a favorite story about Vince Scully? And if not a favorite, maybe one that just resonates with you? Well, this one resonates with me because I was involved in a small way personally. Some 30 years ago, I was interviewing the great musician Ray Charles for a magazine piece on NBC. And at the end of this interview, Ray says to me, you know who I'd really like to meet? And I'm thinking, you're Ray Charles. You're a genius in your own right. You're acclaimed everywhere. You've been everywhere, done everything. You can meet anybody you want. Who could it possibly be? Who is it, Ray? Who do you want to meet? He said, I would love to meet Vin Scully. He said, Bob, you have to understand. To me, the picture means nothing, as Ray Charles, of course, was blind. To me, the sound is everything. And these are his words exactly. He said, Vin's broadcasts are almost musical. Could you introduce me to Vin Scully? I said, well, yeah, I'm sure I could arrange that. So eventually, uh, we got Ray to Dodger Stadium. I called Vin and explained the situation to him. And Vin, as usual, was wonderful and gracious. And here's Ray Charles, as acclaimed at what he did, as Vin Scully was at what he did. But when Vin walked into the room, almost on cue, and said, Hello, Ray. My name is Vin Scully. What a pleasure to meet you. Ray Charles lit up like a little kid. He almost trembled with delight. And Vin was very appreciative of Ray's accomplishments, but you could tell that it was not an equal exchange. Ray was more thrilled to be around Vin. Vin was, of course, respectful and appreciative. It's Ray Charles, after all. But Ray was like a kid in a candy store. That was WFUV's Mike Calamari and Ryan Gregware talking to Bob Costas about the legendary Vin Scully. It was part of an excerpt from One on One, New York's longest-running sports call-in show. And that's our show for today. I'm Christina Lulich. And I'm Nicoletta Papavasilakis. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts.